1: Evening, Mavs fans. This is Kirk Henderson. You're joining Pod Maverick tonight. I am joined by Matthew Phillips. He is a contributor over at Mavs Moneyball on the regular. Josh Bow was not able to join tonight. The Dallas Mavericks just lost 132 to 109 in a game that I hope will be the turning point in the season because that was one of the dumbest fucking games I've ever seen. Matt, how are you?
2: Uh, I am less excited than I was about 2 hours ago. Um, this is this is just not a good game. This is not good. Although if you want if you want to be positive, this could be the type of game that causes change. So that you is your hope. If you want to be positive, that's it.
1: I'm glad you're starting with a little bit of hope because I'll tell you what, I am pissed off and I am tired. Okay? So for anybody that didn't watch this game, you made an excellent choice. The Dallas Mavericks started off the game in the first quarter with really ridiculously hot shooting. Great playmaking from the entire team. Uh, It helps just to knock down shots. I want to say the Mavericks are eight of their first 12 from three. Something might even be more than that. Might have been like 10 of their first 13. Really, really, really putting the Suns on the ropes. Uh, Luca, when he wasn't shoot, when he wasn't making threes or dishing out for threes, he felt found lively for two absolutely gorgeous first quarter dunks. Um, everything was just fantastic. Kyrie Irving obviously didn't play in this game due to a thumb sprain. He had mentioned how he's going to battle through it, but you know, it's your shooting hand. Like it's, it's, he, so he, the Mavs not, not resting him or the Mavs opting to, opting to keep him out is probably for the best. Uh, the Mavericks did have their first game back with Dante Exum who uh, looked like Dante Exum of old in this game, not particularly interesting. Um, things started to go to shit in the second quarter. And Matt, please, please correct me if I'm wrong here, because I honestly didn't have enough time to go back and look at the game log here. But the Mavericks were up at 1.51 to 35. Um, what was the the run that you were kind of keeping track of? Uh, the run that I kept was
2: actually a little, it started here before that. The, okay. were, the Mavs were up 48 to 36. So okay, I remember like this yeah, they're at 48-36, and then Phoenix went on a sixty four to twenty or sixty eight to twenty four run. Some it, it was something like that. Like it was sixty eight to twenty four was the run. Like so, it was so it was forty. Excuse me, it was forty eight to thirty two. It's going to take
1: scientists. It's yeah. going to take scientists, analysts who do this for a profession that aren't us to really break this down in a more scientific manner. But here is what I saw. And I want to tell you what I – what, what you, I want to hear what you see. In the in the second quarter alone, that final five minutes, we saw Luka, who had been, to that point, just like, like fire and brimstone, death and destruction level Luka Doncic, 24 points in the quarter, just maiming the Suns. And then he lost his mind. Um, he took, I want to say, three three-pointers, maybe four – But all but the catch and shoot from the top right corner were not good shots. They were they were shots where Luke is trying to go for the absolute, you know, MDK, like the total fatality. Then when the shots at this and during this, the Suns are basically creeping back in scoring points, scoring points, scoring points. Um, Then he decides he's all right, I'm going to stop shooting. I'm going to drive. He throws one pass to uh, Derek Jones Jr., who decides to cut at the wrong time. Kind of just a miscommunication, stuff like that happens, and then the following possession, uh Luca passes to the Suns, which you know, live ball turnovers are a death knell for an offense. And then what do you know? The Mavericks are down at half 57, or I'm sorry, up at half 58 to 57, with Luca picking up a tech heading into the half where he is mad as hell, but nobody could figure out what. Now you figured out later that he was mad. At a call that Josh Green picked
2: up because you went back yeah, and it, rewatched the tape. It, it was a it's a non-call. And honestly, I'm not even sure that that call was wrong. But if you watch the re- like as he's going, it's a rebound. There's a play where the, the Mavs are going for an offensive rebound and Josh Green tries to get there. And Devin Booker and Josh Green kind of come together and both of them dive in opposite directions. And, uh, then they go and like, you can see Luca cause Luca had hurt his foot right before that. And he had said something when he had actually he was mad about it. much, he was mad and, that he hurt his foot. Yeah. But he, he didn't say like, he was done arguing about the foot thing before that. And but then like, when that argue. happened, he like, hurt
1: his own fucking foot. He rolled. His yeah. That,
2: that wasn't anything. That was just a saying something. But then as soon as that happened, like he turned around and just went off on, I think they said it was David Guthrie, the official. And I am. I try not to do it on here. I'm generally the ref guy. The rest were not good. The, the Mavs had some legitimate complaints at points during this, especially
1: because the third quarter was an interesting thing of all its own. So I'm, I'm but, mainly thinking about this second quarter thing and how they closed where, and, and one thing that you and I have, will you, will you tell me the one thing that you and I haven't mentioned during that second quarter run? Uh,
2: I'm trying to figure out where where you're trying to go with that. I got two
1: hands in my pockets, a pair of glasses, a bald head, and I'm watching the game with a front row seat. Head coach
2: Jason Kidd did nothing because he does nothing. So this is the point I would make about that. Because it was funny because he actually – it looked like he made a point because in the third quarter he called all of the timeouts – like when the, when the Mavis such a rough. poser,
1: it's like it all this shit is for, for narrative where it's like, see, I called some timeouts. Not but much I can do here. The question I'm so sick of I him. Have I have defended this. him to the point that I can on this show because I don't believe the Mavericks are going to do anything. That's my main point. The Mavericks are not going to do anything about him, but my God, man, do something. Show some spice. Show some heart. Show any emotion, the Jason kid I knew from a player
2: would not put up with this shit. He needed to get ejected in this game. Like the fact of the matter, like one one of the things that he likes to point out all the time is that the players can't get focused on the refs. And I do understand that to an extent that when your coaches yell at the refs all the time, like it can it can lead to the players getting more yelling at the refs too. But the Mavs already yell at the refs as players, and part of that is their coach doesn't stick up for them. Like, you never see kid come be animated. Like, there were times, and Carlisle had his faults, but there were times, like, Carlisle would have gotten tossed in the second quarter of this game. Like, 100%, if Carlisle was there, this would have been one of the games where he just lost his mind, and it would have been funny, and they'd have done that. And instead, the Mavs just allowed themselves to keep getting mad, Kids just chilling over there on the bench. And generally speaking, like, I understand he can't be – I'm gonna just get technicals every game, and I'm gonna do this. Like he can't argue every time Luca argues because Luca no, argues no. literally is wrong. every wrong. <laughs> but like Luca argues literally every call, but he can argue some. Like this would have been a good time. Like, and if nothing else, it's a bullet to it's a bullet to get your team fired up. Like coaches getting it. And if you don't want to yell at the refs, yell at your freaking players. Like that's the other thing they could have done here. The point at some point during this game, he needed to yell at someone. I don't care if it was if it was the refs, Luca Grant Williams for getting tossed. Although, like well, I mean, like you can, no, this is Jones this, Jr. for whatever he was doing for the majority of the game.
1: This this is the part where I like. So it's like we got a little ahead of ourselves because the third quarter starts. Corey uh, Booker, that is a senator. Devin Booker shoots a free throw, ties the game fifty-eight up. The Suns then score seven quick points. Jason Kidd finally calls his first timeout his first time out during a lengthy, almost six minute run uh following that timeout. And the matter was playing very, was lively in at this point, the marriage playing very small. Cause I'm trying to figure out. um
2: Yeah. He, when, he was, he, he was in, but it wasn't, it was, I believe at that point that was before Grant got ejected. It was, too, yeah. Cause it was,
1: this is where, th- this is where the kid stuff really, really killed me. um And I know some of y'all don't like me yelling. I, I, I let me, express that i just don't care it's my show and i don't do this very often apologies to no one um grant williams picks up a tech after an offensive after after basically a bang bang no call and depending on what your position is i didn't mind the no call he slid in he's he's a smaller guy Nurkic is a big center he's going he's allowed to make a move towards the basket grant gets up and this is what kills me Grant thinks about it. This was not an emotional, I'm going to argue with the ref. He thought about it and then made the choice to go argue with the ref. I forgive emotion. I have a seven-year-old son. I have to think about emotional outbursts all the time because my son is like a seven-year-old id version of me. He does the dumbest shit and it's because he's me. And so I think about these things a lot. I forgive and understand that sort of thing frequently but this was his second technical he picked up the first one in a let's call what do you call it a, a fracas uh what what would you term that first quarter like
2: guys getting chest to
1: chest with one another
2: something the mavericks needed more of that is what i would that is what <laughs> you I would and i disagree at. on that i
1: didn't like him stepping over yeah. durant yeah like i don't that. i just i don't
2: like it i don't so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent there on that. I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily like that. I don't like goon basketball. I don't I don't like going to that. But we saw how effective it, how effective it could be. You talked about Luca kind of losing his mind at the end of the second quarter. Like that was there was a very specific thing that caused that, which is Josh Akogi came in and started picking him up and face guarding him, and I personally believe committing a, a ton of very obvious fouls. But that's a good thing. Like it changed the rhythm of the game. And the okay. Mavs need the ability – to like, the Mavs don't have that. Like, they don't have a guy Der- – Derek Jones Jr. can be a really good defender at times. Lively has good defensive ability. Exum's become a pretty good point of attack defender at times. But the Mavs – I mean, so, like, obviously both of us are older. Like, the guys that I would think of with this are, like, Tony Allen sure. or things like that. Like, the Mavs don't have anybody like that that you can say, like, like for instance, because Devin Booker was on fire, as we have Amazing. Now seen. Amazing. Like
1: like just a just a brilliant
2: basketball game. Like as as we have now seen in the last two games, uh Maverick opponent just decide. And I also one small thing on that. There's plenty of times, like I've seen a lot of videos on, on the internet and the website formerly known as Twitter and stuff like that sure. of Luca guarding Jalen Brown with the idea that Luca wasn't bad defensively because he basically stayed in front of Jalen Brown, other than the play where he fell down. And he wasn't necessarily terrible, but there is people need to understand that allowing another NBA star to pick where they want to get to and then shoot is not good defense, even if you're technically between them and the rim. Yeah. And that was also a lot of what happened yeah. with Devin Booker. Sure. Where he just today just walked to wherever he wanted from 10 12 I mean, feet.
1: Yeah, 10 to 12 feet. He was just rising and firing. Like, and there were there was no Maverick near him most of the time because they were so off kilter. I mean I, I'm not here like like there yeah, you know yeah, there's like a, there's a couple of Suns fans in the comments that are like clearly like trying to troll which is fine. Have your fun. I mean I will say that the Mavericks have won all the meaningful games. So as long as you understand that that the, the most painful loss in your recent history came to the Dallas Mavericks I'm going to allow you to take a little victory lap to this one because you know what? It's 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 fun to beat a team you don't like. I've been there, um, but the the Suns were the Suns were amazing, and they they weathered the storm and turned around. But that portion that that bang bang foul and what Grant Williams did right there, kid is out there with his hands in his pockets talking to the ref. If you can see the way the game is going, which as a former player and a Hall of Famer, you got to have a better read on that game. That was the time. To really, really, really stand up, he didn't. But then, brr, next play might have been the next play. Derek's Derek Jones Jr. It was dunks, the next. Play. It was a very next play. Derek Jones Jr. dunks the bejesus out of the ball on top of Nurkic's head. He's—I don't think he gets fouled or anything like that. It's another bang bang play. But he ends up on his back, and he's called for taunting, and he's called for a taunting tech, and that was the one. That was really – that was the only one that I thought in the whole game where I'm like, what the fuck, ref? Like that was the egregious nonsense thing where at that point you have to stand up and do something and do something. That was the time – get tossed.
2: That is 100% the time to get tossed. If you want to stand with your hands in your pocket, you go yell at the ref for a minute and a half and then get tossed and then yell at him for another 30 seconds. And then you can go stand with your hands in your pockets all you want in the the locker room after you're done. And then get your, you can get your laptop out, like like Mike Brown, and prepare for the post game press conference because clearly we weren't worried about the game. Uh, it's just, it's the game was just so frustrating because it started so well, and what it highlighted to me, so kid was terrible. What it highlighted to me, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a caveat out here, and I don't mean to throw out too many caveats, but I Luca is my favorite player that currently plays in the NBA. That is why I write for mats Money Ball. Like I. I I'm thrilled that I get to watch Luca all the time. This was, and I am generally one that takes up for him about the lining to the rest because, and I mean, you see more of it than anybody because of the slack, but this was a game where Luca did everything that everyone brings up to hate about him. Like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm going to touch on the other thing that I think is a big deal here. Which is the fan getting thrown out? Like I just—it's not so much the getting the fan thrown out that is important. Provide
1: provide a little context. When did it happen? What what happened? Because this is gonna this is gonna become a story, and I'm already I'm looking through my Twitter mentions as you're talking to me. And then there are people that are like sitting here trying to frame this as well. Tim McMahon tweeted something out to you people. I need you to shut the fuck up.
2: Well, Tim's a reporter. He reported. That's his job. Um, So. Like I said, I mean, Luka's Luca, still a kid. Like, I get that, and I understand and we can make excuses for him in that way. But the fact of the matter is, Luca talks as much shit as anybody in the NBA. Like, he he famously talked crap about the Suns talking shit when they were ahead and so, then not going whatever. Luca talks right. shit to refs. He talks shit to other players. He talks shit to fans. That's one of the things I love about him. Like, that's part of what is fun about sports is talking crap and then backing it up. And 99 times out of a hundred, Luke is absolutely one of the best people at backing it up. But so what happened in this, there was a fan that was apparently chirping at him the whole first half of the game and was cursing, allegedly cursing and everything in the first half. I, I don't uh, think it was cursing though, because you get those things with you're within five yeah. rows of
1: the front row. Like those, you get those little tickets handed to you that tell yeah. you, you will be removed from a game for disrespect.
2: Yeah, and I've, and I've gone to a bunch of games, obviously yeah. not set close. Like, you know, that, um, we so anyway allegedly. I just the only reason I said that's because Lucas said that in his post game press conference that mm. he was cursing at him in the first half, but only in the first. Jay, half. Jay in the chat says he he said in the post game he didn't want the fan ejected. He wanted him to be warned. Well, it that to me doesn't matter one way or another. If you go to security and ask them to address a fan, then the fan has clearly but, gotten to you. And those. well, and
1: the, the, see, those security guards tend to tend <laughs> to act with a little more. um the, the the security guard and those fans will always act on
2: the side of over overdoing it it's because right. they don't want to yeah they they're gonna act they're gonna provide safety as they should to be perfectly honest now that being said he specifically said it, he didn't say anything about it all this stuff happened in the first half what was happening in the first half Luca was playing great like hmm. that's why it didn't bother him basically is Luca was playing great the Mavs were winning that's front running that is everything that he taught crap about the Suns for doing in the in the playoffs and that we all laughed and we all made the jokes about about Luka being you know, Devin Booker's dad and all that, Devin Booker outplayed Luka today. And Luka got mad because somebody was talking crap to him, and he shouldn't have. And the reason that it matters is not because that individual fan. While, while it does suck for that fan, because I'm sure those tickets were expensive and getting kicked I, out. I don't like sucks.
1: that. I just don't like it.
2: Yeah. While it does, the biggest thing that it matters as far as from our perspective is it shows a pattern of Luka of the Mavs, and specifically Luka, Allowing things that are out of their control and that should be out of their mindset to dramatically affect them and affect the game, like to affect his temperament. like That's the problem. It's not that, hey, this one fan got gypped out of what was probably a couple hundred dollars worth of tickets. It's that Luca was focused on a fan in the middle of the game where he was struggling. And the fact that he was struggling, let that happen. And that's a problem which we
1: just don't see i mean part of why this is so maddening is you just don't see it from a guy like luca he loves the back and forth and if he says that he didn't want the player ejected and i believe him the player was, or not player the fan was still ejected and and that's where it's just like don't make it a story and so when you have all these these people that are like well why did the media report on the newsworthy item i implore you to grow up and understand how this works In a game where you're getting blown the hell out, he complains to someone about a fan that fan ends up getting ejected. Sorry. That's a story. That's a story. Uh, You know, I I just don't know what to do with some of y'all that like endlessly want to defend bad decision-making. Don't coddle. When somebody does something stupid, it is okay to say it out loud. I'm sure Amar notes that I I should go watch the pressure, and and I will. I usually do after the game um tim is arguing with him because luca doesn't like bad press because luca knows he's embarrassed i'm sorry like no you guys are like anybody that says this stuff is not newsworthy when you get beat by 20 points and you have a rival fan ejected from your home court it's news even if he didn't do it on purpose i thought okay. that i know, do simply purpose. don't know like like this isn't how like how like search algorithms work and what generates traffic like it is news
2: yeah, I actually saw the part of the press conference that he's talking about, um, mm-hmm. with Tim and Luca arguing. And I mean, like like I said, I you can look at everything that I've written over the years. I am not in any way here to bash Luca. Yeah, I, Luca's uh, my like Luca's my second favorite player. Uh, what are we doing here? Yeah, like I love Luca. Um like generally I take up for him at all times. Like Luca's fine. We don't we I mean, like he can have a bad situation, he can have a bad night. Um, the problem is, is that right now the Mavs, the Mavs are in a bad way. Like they just, we're, we're getting real last year vibes as far as what happened. And, and I just, the, like I said, to get back to what I said at the beginning, they've got to change. And to me, the most obvious change is to make a change at head coach. Ooh. Like that's the way to go is I, I just, I just think you have to go there. Um, I don't think that they're in the right spot to where they need to make a huge player move just because of the ramifications as far as if they trade a first and how it limits them in the future. Like I think the time for that move is in the off season, um for whatever their last big move, the last gasp of the, the Luca, whatever era this is. Um, But they have to do something. And with kid. And I mean, I, I have seen kid coach. Well, like I have seen like kid is a basketball genius. Like he's smart. He knows these things. It's just, it doesn't apply to coaching and that's happened to quite a few great players. Like there's a difference in, in understanding basketball at at an elite level and in having both the skill and the will to translate that to a coaching ability. Mm -hmm. And he, he just, he's one in a long line of players who hasn't translated his on court basketball genius to coaching genius. But even with that, We've seen like he coached really well during like he's he's in the playoffs. I wrote something about how the Mavs had a distinct coaching advantage. Like he outcoached Monty Williams in the Suns series. Yes. Like it was a it was a legitimate thing that the Mavs the had. Were the, the Suns were the the, the more talented team. Like, yeah, that's not a question. And I just I look at the Mavs though now, and I just I don't see where the out is. I mean, because if you look at it, Derrick Jones Jr. was terrible today. Um, he's been quietly trending back to earth as far as shooting and everything for a little while. He's very athletic. He does some things, but he has the limitations that are why he's been available so often throughout his career. Um, Kyrie is has been Kyrie in that he's breathtaking when he's on the court, and he misses about half the games. That's pretty much where we're at. I mean, the reasoning for him missing the games really doesn't matter as far as how it applies to the Mavs in the long run. And then we're back to where we started, which is Luca being just absolutely stunningly amazing and then wearing himself out and then getting injured and coming back and being a little worse and the vibes being bad and the Mavs just not having enough to compete at certain times. Mm-hmm. And I say all that like the the frustrating part about the Mavs is I both say that to where I don't think that they have anywhere to go, but I'm also so excited about the possibility of a Luca Kyrie XM Lively force them if they can just want to
1: see it like i just want to see it i I want to see we were going to get it today
2: for 15 games in a row and see where that goes so it's just weird because i'm so frustrated and i'm so annoyed and i'm mad about a bunch of stuff and i'm mad about the mats quitting that Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing from this game is that the mats quit Mm -hmm. like that is the biggest indictment of the coaching and of the players themselves is that they quit like you can be mad at the refs you can think the refs were were crappy and and if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I complain about the refs a lot. But at some point, you have to do something. Like it doesn't matter. If you're still there, you still have to play. And like I was talking about with kids, like <laughs> I couldn't be a coach like this would, I would get myself in a lot of trouble. But I would have liked to have seen at some point if you want to make a statement, you're mad about the refs, like after the Derek, after the Derrick Jones Jr. uh technical, like I would have sent eight people out on the court. Like, legitimately, I've just been like, hey, if y'all are going to play with eight, I'm going to play with eight, too. Uh, that would have been a funny way to get attacked, I think, um, just to make a statement. But you have to do something. That's the thing. You have to compete. That is the most important part of it. And they just, like, after Grant got tossed, and then they just didn't compete. Like, they were just large stretches where it was like – and so many of the Sun's shots were just open shots where guys just didn't rotate to them. Like – I understand you get in rotation and people make shots and against the Suns, the Mavs don't have the horses to guard Booker, Durant and Beal. So they're going to have to get in rotation and leave people open. But there were so many times where guys were there to rotate and they just didn't. And people were open. So that is, that is what was frustrating for me.
1: So I didn't do the thing I normally do, and I'm going to take a minute to do it at a really awkward point in the show, which is to ask you to like the stream. If you could uh, head into your you know, your YouTube feed and consider liking the stream, I'd really appreciate it. If you would also uh, consider subscribing to our show while you're there, I try to do one of these normally with Josh Bo, but Josh and I have a, a kind of a, we have a whole bunch of staff over at Mass Moneyball. So we bring people on after every show. I'd very much appreciate it. Uh, I'm delighted to be back on Apple podcasts. Finally, after six weeks of chicanery, Uh, if you are listening on any actual podcast stream the next day, if you could leave a review, um, I'd really like that. I I just, I appreciate the support. Uh, It's, it's, it's fun to do this guys. It it really is fun to do this. It's cathartic to do this. I don't like stewing in front of my computer, in front of my phone. I feel better after talking. I feel better after getting a little bit bitchy. Um, It is what it is. In the end, it's just basketball. It's not real life stuff. Uh, and, and I, am really grateful for even the, the, trolls that bounce in here every now and again. Uh, so if you could go ahead and, and, and consider any sort of support, I would very much appreciate it. Now, if you are listening to a podcast, uh, stream, go ahead and uh, catch us some brief ads and then we'll be right back.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: All right. So one more thing, I I just want to, I want to put a little
1: bit of a bow on this and I don't like, like there is a whole market of people that love media based stories. And what I mean by that is like media talking about other media. Anytime Tim McMahon, for example, is part of the story. It is a bad thing for him and for basketball. And so when we're in here talking about what Tim should and shouldn't do. I simply implore you guys to think about what the point of media is. The point of of actual news reporting media is to tell you what is happening, when, and why. If you don't, and also how, if you don't happen to like those things, that doesn't mean they're irrelevant. It might not be for you. If you want team-based propaganda, I can promise you, head on over to the Mavs YouTube page, those guys are put in a position where they're only allowed to talk about very certain kinds of things. They're not allowed to criticize. They're not allowed to talk about trades for league rules. You know, there's all sorts of of, of podcasts and media out there that you can seek beyond mine. There's Locked On Mavs. There's We Talk Mavs. There is uh, my man uh, the uh, Garcia. I can't remember his 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 uh, feed who does all these pregame shows. There are, um, gosh, my guy Bibbs at uh, what is Bibbs' show called? Uh, Mavs outsiders. There's a ton of great content out there. If you really, really want to go see it. And just because certain things hurt your feelings doesn't mean they're not true. Sorry. That's the way this goes. Uh, somebody says in the chat, European journalists are much more brutal, but they never call players trashed or washed ever. That's opinion-based shows, but Tim is writing a book on Luca. He's in the mix of all of this. He's put in a difficult situation, I'm sorry. It, it, if you get a, if you get a guy ejected, even by accident, that's something that that's going to happen. I mean, Kyrie got into a little bit of a couple of weeks ago at a jazz game when some, some player or when some fans were asked to put a sign away, that became news. It's just the nature of things. Uh, TK, TGK TV is the, is my man Garcia's um, post.
2: So. All uh, right. uh, one other thing I would also add Mr. Ruthless raccoon in the chat. Uh, you don't get to claim to, uh, Booker doesn't get to claim to be Luca's daddy now because winning—he's yeah, Luca's son. Game, he
1: congratulated Luca on the birth of his on on, on his. Well, title. I wasn't
2: going to say that. What I was going to say is to the chat, like winning a regular season game will never trump winning the playoffs. Like it doesn't matter if you win the beginning of the next season. Like the Mavs beat the Heat in two thousand and seven in the regular season that never made up for the two thousand and six finals. Like it doesn't change. Like winning regular season games later, Luka will forever have the upper hand in that until they meet in the playoffs again. But
1: that's just that. So here's kind of where I am, and I think we're going to close out the show here in a little bit. I think that that hopefully this is an inflection point. Doesn't feel like it's going to be, you know. Doesn't feel like it's going to be. Um, I wrote in my recap that there's a lot of built-in excuses. This team doesn't have a lot of continuity. Um, the sun, the team they just played has that same excuse though. So I don't like using it. I think it's bullshit. Um, they don't have a lot of size. I don't understand some of their scheme based stuff. And sometimes hot shooting is just going to crush you. They did not have an answer for Booker in that regard. I don't, I'm not mad about them not having an answer for an all NBA player. You know what I mean? I-, I just,
2: I get it, but I would like to see more than one thing though. Like you see when Lucas cook like Luca was cooking early and you saw the Suns tried like three different defenders, they tried different looks, they trapped him, they did all that. Like the Mavs basic plan is, hey, we're we're gonna switch screen and roll, and then if you score on ISOs by walking down to twelve feet, well okay, good for you. That's all we can do. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything else. We can't put two on the ball. We can't we can't ice screens, we can't we can't try weird configurations where we pre-switch things so that we can switch back when you use the screen. Like we can't, we can't overhelp and get in rotation. Like we, there are a bunch of different, like, I don't care if you get beat, just don't get beat the same way the whole game. That, that to me is where I have an issue with the coaching is aside from just the, the effort part of it, which that's a big part of it too. I saw somebody earlier, I think it was Patrick France said that he was glad we didn't see Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell would have played hard. It might not have mattered. He might not have been good. But By no the way, way, a cornea scratch. Oh my god, that sounds really uncomfortable. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he's going to get hit in the face, so that's probably not a good injury for him to play with. But in general, my main point with that <laughs> is just glasses. Like, give me, give me some, <laughs> give me some sport goggles. Give me some Hikimorazalon goggles from nineteen ninety four. Mm-hmm. But just in general, I, I feel like a lot of the stuff today was just effort based. I mean, when things started going poorly, like at the beginning, everything was great. Josh Green was flying around. This was a very front running game from the Mavs. and when things started going poorly the players didn't didn't respond with well enough, with good enough effort and the coaching staff like that that to me is a lack of effort as far as coaching we didn't we just didn't try anything cuz i mean really if you go back and look at it we never really switched matchups we didn't try anything crazy we didn't we didn't I mean, you know go to zone not to defend
1: kid i mean they did go zone and and it didn't Yeah work. but not it for did, it, did it did was zone for like very zone. short
2: amount of time Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just and I, and I get that at some point just if you have bad defenders your defensive scheme is gonna struggle like it doesn't really matter what the scheme is like everything's based on solid man-to-man fundamentals i just i would like to see just give guys different looks because everyone like it, we we say it about luke all the time it doesn't matter what you do if you do one thing forever he's going to cook it booker is not as good as Luca, even though he outplayed him tonight but he is good. also he is if you give him one look permanently he is good enough that that one look is not going to work. Well, but I'm—that's where it's just like, what do you do? Like, if,
1: you're rotating, like you're you're rotating sinking ships between Durant, Booker, and Beal. Like that's the point. Um, the guy that we haven't talked about at all that did a really fantastic job for the Suns, mainly because this is a uh, uh, Mavericks podcast. Keta Bates, Um, He's a huge person, and he hit shots tonight.
2: And if he's doing that, the Suns are exceptionally difficult. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's one of the things. But, again, that's one of the, the situations I was talking about earlier where there were times when the Mavs could have closed to him and just didn't. Like, I understand, like, living with shots from certain players because that's the thing. Like, if, if KBD is making shots, you're probably just going to lose to the Suns. Like, that is the thing. But at the same time, like, there were times when – they were in situations where someone could close to them and it wouldn't have compromised the defense at all. Like it wasn't it wasn't like they were taking something else away to not close. It was just we're not gonna close because we're not gonna close. And those mini contests, like they matter. Like that's one thing. Like try a cornet contest, try one of the little eclipse things from Boston where you jump from back by the rim and try to interrupt. Just do something. That's that's the overwhelming point I wanna do that I would try to bring up is sure, like sure. there were plenty of times where they should have tried something.
1: Try something. What a wild concept. What a wild concept. T-Bone the Disco spider, quite the the handle, would like me to talk about uh Tim Hardaway's game. I don't know what to talk about, Tim Hardaway's game. We'll do it the next show. Um all right. So he those are was-
2: there. I talked about it. <laughs>
1: Matthew, you're a superhero for hanging out with me tonight. You also wrote an excellent stats post that's going up shortly. If all of you could do me a favor, head to my Twitter feed if you're a Twitter user. Uh, I posted the Mavs Moneyball recap. Go read that recap. I don't often tout my own work because I think my own work usually sucks. Um, I'm just brain dead since having a second child, but here I am. Uh, but I liked doing this recap. I felt I really put, put something into it. If you could go read that and give it a share, share it with the friends, your neighbors, coworkers, print it off, send it to your mom, do something really interesting. I, I, I just would appreciate that, that sort of support. Um, what we're going to do here is I'm going to close up for about a minute those of you who are in the live stream, those of you who are listening over podcasts the next day, look for the Mavs uh, group therapy podcast where you can come and join and vent and yell at me, tell me why I'm wrong, tell me why the Mavs are wrong, and we'll come hang out. Uh, we'll hang out here for at least probably another 30 minutes, if not more. Thank you so much. Matt, Do you got anything else before you go?
2: Uh, no, I'm good. Just
1: I, I wish they had tried. All right, guys, this has been Kirk Henderson and Matt of Pod Maverick.